So this song I want to share with you this morning, uh, I wrote this back in 1977, and it's been a while since I have uh, sung this song. In fact, last night I was trying to figure out what the chords were. It had been so long since I'd done it. And uh, you'll have to forgive me if I keep my eyes glued to my uh, lyrics here and the, and the chords. Hopefully I can not mess it up, but... Uh, Anyway, it's called, That's When He'll Come. Some people spend their lives searching for signs, looking out across the sky. And when the wind blows and the thunder rolls, they know that His coming is nigh. But Jesus said, Now, my brothers, there's no way you're gonna know Cause you'll be eating and drinking Laughing and crying Living and loving You'll be dying That's when He'll come In a moment in the twinkling of an eye That's when He'll come And there'll be no time for your goodbye For the trouble the Lord will sound and time will be no more and the King of the universe will come. So people spend your time serving the sun, working while the time is right. And when a friend falls or a brother calls, reach out and show him the light. Cause Jesus said now my Brothers, there's no way you're gonna know Cause you'll be eating and drinking Drinking and crying Living and loving You'll be dying That's when He'll come In a moment in the twinkling of an eye That's when He'll come And there'll be up one chord in that song. <laughs> the words of that song are easy for us to say. And I'm not for a moment suggesting that we do not <coughs> truly, each of us do not truly want to see Jesus. We do. Of course we do. We were lost in our sin. We could do nothing on our own to overcome our sin. We only had one hope, and that hope was Jesus. And because of His great love for us, 
He gave his life on the cruel cross of Calvary to pay the debt of our sin. We have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. When we accepted him as our Savior, he clothed us in his righteousness. He made us acceptable to God the Father. And because of Jesus, God has adopted each of us as his children. And we shall one day receive the inheritance that he has promised. We will see Jesus. We will walk the streets of gold. Surely, it's true that each of us can't wait to see Jesus. The words are easy. Because we live in a wicked, fallen world, we do long to cast off our burden and feel our feet leave the ground. We surely long for our promised eternal life. A place where there will be no tears, no sadness, no sorrow. There will be no pain, no disease, no death. We can't wait to see Jesus. The words are easy to say. And yet it's also true that we easily take life for granted. He is coming someday. But today we uh, hurriedly got ourselves ready to come to church. It's a day we look forward to. It's a day we set aside for a couple of hours to worship and study the Word. For a couple of hours we shut out the noise of the world and we sing praises to the King of Kings. We sing songs of serving Him and and look forward to His return. And then we say amen, bid each other have a great week, and we go home to get ready for tomorrow. I have a planner. I meant to bring it today and I forgot to. I've been using a planner for many, many years. I've often told people this is how I know what I'm supposed to do (laughs) because it's in my planner. It has each month laid out so I can write in what I'm supposed to do, where I'm supposed to be, uh, what my deadlines are, who I'm supposed to see. There are places in it to make lists, things to do, plans to make. And when I don't get something done one day, I know there's always tomorrow or the next day, or the next week, or the next month, because it's all right there in my planner, and I just go ahead and write it in a little later. It's all there in my planner. Now, maybe you don't use a planner. Uh, Maybe you just scribble notes on an envelope. Uh, My mother uh, wrote notes on anything and everything. Uh, I would go into her apartment before she passed away, and I would find little pieces of paper just lying around everywhere with notes on it, you know. Uh, maybe you just count on remembering. 
That's not something I count on anymore. Maybe you are one of those people that don't plan at all. Uh, you just take the day as it comes with whatever it brings, but you're still expecting tomorrow to come. Now, through the years, it's not been unusual for me, and it's still not, for me to get up in the middle of the night because I've thought of something that I want to do the next day, and I know, especially at this point in my life, I know if I don't write it down, I may never remember it again. So I'll get up in the middle of the night and go get my planner, or, or I've kind of gotten like my mom now. I get little pieces of paper and write on it and <laughs> leave, it, leave it on my desk. But what if one night I got up and opened my planner and turned to tomorrow and found that the page was blank? That there was nothing there. No previous notes. I turn another page and there's nothing there. Everything is gone. Now, that may sound a little bit like the Twilight Zone to you. I don't know if you ever saw that, that show, The Twilight Zone. It's a show about strange things that happen. It's kind of funny, though, because I remember watching a show, and it might have been The Twilight Zone. I don't remember for sure. But it was, the story follows this man through his day. And he goes to work, and he gets in an argument with his boss. Uh, he goes to lunch, and he has a flat tire. A guy stops to help, only instead of helping him, he robs him. He has a heart attack. He goes to the ER. They tell him he has cancer. He finally gets home, and a tow truck is there to take his car away because the bank is repossessing it. He turns on the TV, but the screen is blank. He finally just falls asleep until finally his alarm goes off. And he gets up and he goes to the front door to get the morning paper. But when he opens the door, there is nothing outside. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. No lights, no yard, no trees, no cars, no houses, no sounds. It's just black. He tries to step outside, but he can't. Everything is gone. The world is gone. And all he has is his room. Now it was just a show. But what if today was the last tomorrow? In Matthew 25, Jesus tells a parable, and I'd like to read that to you. Jesus says, Then the kingdom of heaven will be comparable to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were prudent. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the prudent took oil in flasks along with their lamps. Now while the bridegroom was delaying, they all got drowsy and began to sleep. But at midnight there was a shout, Behold, the bridegroom, come out to meet him. 
Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the prudent, Give us some of your oil, for our lamp, lamps are gone out. But the prudent answered, No, there will not be enough for us and you too. Go instead to the dealer and buy some for yourselves. And while they were going away to make the purchase, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went with him to the wedding feast, and the door was shut. Later the other virgins came, saying, Lord, Lord, open up for us. But he answered, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Be on the alert then, for you do not know the day nor the hour. The simple message of the parable is that we are to be prepared for the coming of the Lord. Now the question I'm posing this morning is what does it mean to be prepared? If tomorrow were not to come, what are you doing today to be prepared? Well, for some it means to uh, have and just hold on to that knowledge that yes, the Lord is coming. That's how you be prepared. You just know He's coming. For some it means, uh, well, I, I have to go to church. I just I want to be ready for the Lord, so I have to go to church. Or, i got to read my Bible. I want to be ready for the Lord, so I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to say my prayers. I'm going to be a, a good person. I, I won't lie or cheat or steal or slander or take the Lord's name in vain. Now, yes, these are all things that we should do. But is that what it means to be ready? In John chapter 9, Jesus and the disciples come upon a blind man. And the disciples want to know if he is blind because of his sin or the sins of his parents. And Jesus said it was neither, but rather so that the works of God might be displayed in him. Now when you read that passage and you see that Jesus healed him, Jesus said something in the midst of that that almost gets lost on us because we're focused on the fact that he's, he's healing this man for the glory of God. But here's what Jesus said. He said, We must work the works of him who sent me as long as it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. Jesus is the light of the world, and for now, his light is shining through us. We are the bearers of his light. We are to be doing the work that Jesus did. So what was the work of Jesus? What did he do? Well, he healed people physically so that God would be glorified as he did with this blind man. But he's given us a ministry of healing too. Mm -hmm. But the healing ministry he gave us is not physical. It is spiritual. For we are to be the bearers of his light. The light that takes away the darkness of people's lives. We have the message of love and forgiveness from God. We have the work of showing Christ to others 
so that they may be saved by the blood of the Lamb, just as we have been. While we wait for His coming, we have work to do. We are not to just, in effect, sit in our easy chair, thinking to ourselves, the Lord's coming and I'm ready. We have work to do. He commissioned us. Night is coming. At some point, there will be no tomorrow. We don't know when it will happen. Jesus said the angels didn't know. He said he didn't know. Only the Father knew. But in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, time will cease. And there will be no tomorrow. So we must not take the day for granted. We must not become so immersed in our living that we overlook the word, work rather that God wants to be doing through our lives as we're living. How can we do this? Well, every day we need to pray that our eyes will be open to the opportunities that God puts before us to be His light. I would suggest that there's probably seldom a day that at some point God hasn't put you in a place where you could share the light with someone who is in darkness. Now, I think maybe sometimes that we kind of wait around for God to, you know, like slap us in the face and say, look, here it is. (laughs) But He just wants us to keep our eyes open, to be aware of our responsibility to be aware of our calling, to be aware of the mission that He's given to us, so that in the midst of what we are doing as we are living, our eyes are always open to that person who's walking in darkness. And we don't miss the opportunity to share the light. Yes, we've got got a job. We've got bills to pay. We've got a family to care for. We've got plans, things to do, places to go. And that's, that's life. That's reality. But always, 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 remember, when you're in the midst of all of that, always remember whose you are what you've been given in Christ and what you've been given to do for Christ. And make that work an integral part of every day you live. Make today count 
for him. Because today may be your last tomorrow. The words of that song said, that's when he'll come. In the moment, in a twinkling of an eye, that's when he'll come. And there'll be no time for your goodbye. For the trumpet of the Lord will sound and time will be no more. And the king of the universe will come. Heavenly Father, you know us, you created us, and in our humanity we, we easily become immersed in just living. But Father, help us, help us in the midst of living to keep our eyes open to the opportunities you give us to share true life with those who don't have it. Father, we don't know who we will meet tomorrow, if tomorrow comes, but you know. And we just ask you, help us to recognize the opportunity to be the person you've called us to be and do what you've called us to do, to share the good news, the gospel, the love of the Heavenly Father with those who need it. We are thankful we have found it, Father. We are so thankful. But let us not hoard it. Let us share it. Open our eyes, Father. We ask it in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Our song of dedication this morning, My Jesus, I Love You. As we sing this, I just uh, encourage you to think about the things that we have shared here this morning. Let it sink in. Because today could be the last tomorrow. Let's sing.
as we go into this week, we're all going to be busy. Assuming, of course, this week happens. Uh, we're all going to be busy. We've got things we've got to do, people we've got to see, places we've got to go. That's life. But in the midst of it, keep your eyes open because God just may put someone near you that needs to see the light that you have seen. So be the light. Closing song, Every Day with Jesus. Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. Every day with Jesus I love Him more and more. Jesus saves and keeps me and He's the one I'm waiting for. Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. God bless you. Have a wonderful week.